Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. You can't change the river's flow by casting a stone. But live in harmony with nature, and you'll change together. The people of this world know that well. They know that the breath of life becomes wind and will always respond. Magina, may you rise, and may the force be with you. Wow, may the force be with you Charles as here, well, guys. Charles. Very excited. You know, I heard that quote, and I was like, I gotta come in hot. Because today we are talking about episode four of Star Wars Visions, The Village Bride. Yeah, now right off the bat, I have to say, I have a feeling you like this episode. I do. I do. Yeah. It's uh, the top tier, I think, for me. For a I variety of reasons, which we'll get into. But yeah, great episode. Yeah, it's interesting this episode because um I I'm conflicted about my order. You know, mm. I really like the elder. I really like the Well, I was thinking we'll do an, an order episode soon, so let's not give oh, no. away too oh, no. much. I, here. No, I didn't give I'm not giving but away. I will order. say, yeah, I haven't seen the elder yet. I've only seen the first mm-hmm. 6 episodes, so the last wow. 3 I have not seen. But uh yeah, the duel is like a top tier. So is this, and you know, there's one other one in the. In but the- for such different reasons, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is such a, like the action scene was only maybe two minutes out of the whole thing. Yeah, and it just has such a really nice feel to it. Um, mm. And the the music, the look, the and kind of just the feel, you know, and right. which is kind of funny for a whole episode really relating nature and the force and the feel of things, feeling nature, feeling the force. It had a great feel. And I think all of that was completely intentional. Yeah. You know, what I really liked about this episode was the fact that it did tell its own story. Story more so than a lot of the other ones. You can tell this one is very much about the connection with the Force. The theme, obviously, live in harmony with nature. And that is kind of your connection with the Force. It kind of combines some of these more spiritual elements of connecting with nature. And I know in the extras about this episode, the director or the studio head at the animation studio that created this episode said that it was inspired by different religions in Japan that kind of that embody more more of like a respect for nature. And what I really liked Mm -hmm. about it was that the village people here, uh, they can, they have a deep connection with the force, but it's not a connection like Luke Skywalker has a deep connection with the force where he can make X-wings float out of the swamps and he can do cool lightsaber tricks and fight Darth Vader. They just, they see it. They, appreciate it and and they live with it they don't use it for violence and that's not necessarily a bad thing because then you have our main character who does use it for violence but to protect people and 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 it's the balance of those two things that i think is really well constructed in this really short like 17 minute short yeah no and that's an interesting thing because um the director or the creator, whichever, uh, like you said, went into, I think it was a very like Shinto influenced mm-hmm. um, production. And one of the things I know, um, just a fun fact, I know a lot of Japanese people call Mount Fuji, Fujisan, which is Mr. Fuji. They refer mm-hmm. to things in 
nature as people and that, and like you said everything has a soul everything has life and that works absolutely everything has midichlorians right every <laughs> uh, maybe not midichlorians that's i guess they're the represent like the physical representation of like channeling the force but everything mm. has the force everything has that life and even a rock does which you know ties back into toby so we'll talk about that later but right um and i and i really like that about this it's very it's looking at the force through a different lens and that's something you don't get in star wars a lot pops up very once in a while very rarely but somebody that has like um you know yeah, how often man. have we heard like Qui-Gon Jinn or Yoda say the force is the connection of all living things but then to actually come down and tell the story that's deeply yeah. rooted in respect for nature and the force was a really nice touch yeah it comes up once in a while but rarely an IP man in Rogue One is a, mm. another version oh, yeah. of of a force sensitive who doesn't really use the force, the force it's the kind force of a, me yeah it's it's I like seeing different they had a different chant I, in yeah. this episode yeah, it was similar to that a little bit, but um, right. I really like this. Yeah, it's cool, and there's a lot of good Star Wars-isms that they rope in without being these too heavy-handed, like, fan service things. Certain shots, and the music as well, you can tell, is all lovingly influenced, but I, I think this is one of the more unique stories thematically. Uh, that we've gotten and I think it's one of the more complex stories thematically that we've been able to get from these shorts and that's why it, it, it rose so high in the ranks for me that and I, I love the character design I love the way it looks I love the duel oh, the characters all, all that stuff. great yeah like I'm a big fan you know, we got Buckethead in the beginning he's cool <laughs> Um, it showed the huge. It showed space and then the horizon of the planet as you come in. So little I, vista action. Little vista action. Our main character. She's got her mask on, and he goes like, "Oh, it doesn't suit you, the mask." It's you know, it, it's cute to see. It does. And, it looks cool. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> to be honest. It's very cool, and it's almost like a, you know, a lot of these characters in Star Wars have masks, but they're very like high tech. And hers yeah. is just the the cloth, which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty cool. So yeah, it's a very interesting. Speaking of cloth, like the outfits, was, mm-hmm. I really liked in this. It was a very traditional, like Japanese, but Star Wars, mm-hmm. which actually works really well because they wear robes anyway, and that's right. they can. There's a lot of robe. Yeah, it's like coming full circle. Japanese we know culture. Star Wars yeah. was inspired by Japan, and now we're having Japanese stories inspired by Star Wars. So it's right. like it's interesting <laughs> to say, like, oh, they go together so well. It's like, well, they were always kind of inspiring each other back and forth mm-hmm. here. For sure. And yeah, even like when you get to see the the village couple, they're in like their cool face paint, and yeah. they're nice got Polynesian all the ceremonial garb look. on, and you see like the old droid on a stick as they yeah. walk through. It's a cool like it's a cool setting that we're in, and it's it's like the presentation of it in like this classic, almost get like Pokemon anime kind of vibe. I thought it. the same thing, yeah. <laughs> which is so weird. The, the Buckethead kind of reminded me of Professor Oak a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, something about the animation. I have, I know we did a whole episode on this, so I should remember. But I feel like Kinema Citrus may have done something Pokemon because it is too, or maybe oh, one of, them one of the Pokemon. designers... I, I know, forget which but... one did the Pokemon cartoons. Who did those? 
Poke sure. Tunes. You were the one that was all about the Poke Tunes. Got to watch Poke Tunes. I, I know. They're pretty good. <laughs> let, me, let me do a quick a quick dive right here. I got the file up. But I thought um, it was Cinema Citrus, but it was cool. Yeah, no, I the uh, it, it just something about it. I don't know if it was like how the eyes were. It kind of they kind of reminded me of the art style of like and traditional just so much Pokemon, Pokemon is outside art. in the woods and it's those bright colors. The yeah. use of like a but clearing actually, in the, the forest, specific art too. Yeah, right. So it's all comes down to this appreciation for nature. It all comes down to this really cool setting and character style that's very much like a classic anime style reminiscent of Pokemon and it wasn't them though right which is interesting it was the studio that did uh Tatooine Rhapsody which kind of makes sense oh, yeah. and that was Poketune and then the guys that did Pokemon Origins were was uh, Ninth Jedi so interesting oh, it just interesting yeah, um, just a, I don't know, something about maybe it was influenced as a kid Pokemon or something, origins. but it popped up a little bit. Yeah, I think it was also just the setting for me, just when you see them walking yeah. through the, that Very forest rural, and it was yeah. all bright colors and clear simple clean lines yeah. i was like and going oh, okay. through a japanese village is very yeah. like uh gold and silver you know right 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 and then you know you have the couple they get to the shrine and they do all their ritual stuff we are the sky we are the forest we are the river they're they're making that connection with nature that is the whole which is i think our main character is witnessing this and isn't fully understanding it in the moment and she's kind of watching as like a curious spectator which is very interesting yeah and i think that's why buckethead brought her here Hmm. because i know her master was from this planet or something but it's hey your training was cut short because of the um, clone wars and the subsequent aftermath but Mm -hmm. you should see like a broader view of the force and these people will really teach you that and i thought that was a cool like little you know subplot to it and she was she was learning about wow this is the force this is a different way of seeing it i understand these people on another level now right and it took her a while to get there um, because even he's like the people of this world have a deep respect with nature. Their rituals allow them to live in harmony with it. Mm-hmm. And she is very much a person. This masked woman is someone who is not in harmony currently. She's got her no. Mask she's on. angry. Yeah, she's angry. She doesn't um, fully jaded. Yeah, jaded for sure. She doesn't fully understand this aspect of the Force. And that's an interesting thing to see. I feel like we get so many, like, dark side users especially that have the same issue. Their, like, quest for power kind of cuts them off from this side of the Force. And when you see the people that are the most virtuistic in their use of the Force, like Yogas and Qui-Gons, they talk about nature all the time and living things and it's kind of cool to see that highlighted in this story as well with this with the same i guess she's a padawan she's got the braided hair at the beginning so yeah at the yeah at the beginning Mm -hmm. no uh and the um i really like the character design from this episode too which was Mm -hmm. kind of interesting because some of the other episodes like we'll talk about the ninth jedi later um which makes use of more species of the star wars universe which i really like this episode most of them were humanoid humans um right but 
the character design was really good. I mean, the our Padawan who becomes a Jedi, I think, is one of my favorite looking characters in the whole Visions. I really like she, her. She's style. cool looking. Uh, yeah, there's few characters I would agree that I that I like the looks of as as much as Buckethead, the whole Polynesian <laughs> tribe. Um, I, I'm not like going to bat for Buckethead, but I do I like know, our masked cool. woman here. No, he's got the weird helmet. He's a sniper. It, I don't know. He really works for me, but he's still dressed like old Obi-Wan. Like, <laughs> I, I think he's got a cool look. And then, you know, the sister and her gang of um, uh, disruptors. Like rebelish types. Yeah, with one thermal ge- um, that detonator. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, it comes back to this idea of, like, fighting and, like, yeah. Like strength and and the will to fight and rebellion and all that because this is there village a time is, and place? is it right. Okay? The village yeah. is very pacifist, and the you know the village bride was the one who was willing to give herself up as tribute, and the whole village right. just kind of accepted that. Their whole wedding ceremony is very somber because they know she's going to be gone tomorrow. So you have some of these villagers that are like, "How could you do this? How could you just allow this to happen without even trying to fight?" and right our masked Jedi is witnessing all of this and she's having this internal debate with herself as well. I think of like, why don't they fight or like, why are they so happy and how they, how could they be so peaceful? You know, that kind of combination. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, the, the whole ceremony stuff, it is what it is. They talk to like the drunk well, guy. Well, it's more plot driven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that was kind of funny. But yeah. I think it also shows that she has kind of given up on being a Jedi. Like the whole point is peacekeeping, helping people, mm-hmm. becoming one with nature, really, and the Force and the galaxy and everything. And she's kind of jaded. She's talk. They talk about war and that there's no, you know, suffering is. Base, it's this is the same thing. There's really no point, and I think she's kind of downtrodden and given up. And seeing a little bit of how this plays out, and the, the people, and they're still happy, and some are willing to fight, but some are willing to fight in different ways, like mm-hmm. um, becoming the hostage. You know, puts her on a different course. And after she, you know, cuts off her braid and embraces, hey, I am a Jedi. I am a full fledged Jedi now. I'm mm-hmm. choosing to be. And she goes off, I think, to you know try to make the galaxy a better place. And I think it was kind of a, I wouldn't say coming of age because that doesn't really fit, but it, it's, it's a nice, revelation. Yeah, after being so, you know, she lost everything. She lost her home. She lost her master. She lost her will to uh, be a Jedi, and now she kind of got that back. And it was these, it was these people really helped. Yeah, I I think, and that's for a couple of reasons, right? One, she's suffered a huge loss, and she received that scar on her face, and so she's, like, covering it up. She's Such a small scar. You don't need a whole mask. Yeah, I know. It's like... (laughs) I was like, like, it's going to be a whole face one. (laughs) I was like, it's a pretty cool scar, too. Yeah, you want to show that off. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, but you can tell that she's someone who's not fully enlightened right she's high she's yeah. very she's angry she's, she's reserved she's she's a mix of things um right she hasn't learned all of her lessons but so she learns one how to like connect with the force and the, these aspects right. of the force beyond just being powerful and then she also understands her reason to to fight and to keep fighting versus 
like hiding away or you know avoiding conflict or or what what have you she's kind of like in the shadows a lot throughout this but she chooses to insert herself to defend this part of the force with the full appreciation of the force now as that revelation that she's had so it works in two ways which to me is very impressive not an easy thing to do from a storytelling perspective in 17 minutes i don't think a lot of these shorts are able to develop a story like that as completely and as complexly as this one has so for all those reasons i think it's super great and you also get back to it reminded me of the duel in a lot of ways which is one of my favorites as well especially in the whole setup is this very classic like ronin samurai movie she becomes a ronin basically yeah and you have this whole thing it's almost like a ronin origin story (laughs) where you have (laughs) the classic oh these are the bandits they've gotten these weapons and oh, now the they're Ginyu taking Force advantage of up? the village yeah right exactly <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's exactly an origin story here's another one that i would love to see a whole series of i'd like to see her experts oh, yeah. as a ronin you know but um we could talk about that now where things kind of pick up the pace a little bit you got a very slow melodic story with really good music i think we mentioned that. oh yeah well the music is something i also wanted to talk about you know earlier we mentioned from an animation perspective and a storytelling perspective the blending of like japanese um influence and star wars but the music is just a masterful job this is one of the better scores of Mm -hmm. all of these shorts that we have seen like i love the duel too but i think the duel was much more heavy into the obvious influence of the prequels which was still great this one did an exceptional job as well but it blended actual traditional japanese instruments in it in such a like perfect honest way, way. Yeah, yeah perfect way honest way natural way if you will where of, oh, yeah it's sorry. just it, it's like they're able to it's like a movie score with these japanese folk instruments incorporated in and it's really just a really well done composition probably one of the best of the series so far yeah one of my favorite things is for multiple occurrences in this um story but specifically one that stood out is that if you can close your eyes and listen to something mm-hmm. with no um context and you're like oh we're in a forest how do you yeah. get that from music that yeah. it was that it was like a little fairy spring vibe going on at certain times like you could just close your eyes and listen to this and it doesn't have like critter sounds or branches or anything right. but you just know where you are from right. the music and that's like a really hard thing to yeah do. and i'm trying to remember if it's padme's theme or anakin's theme that goes do 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 i think so too and i think that's the one that this the show this episode during the wedding yeah during the during like all the all the no during this well in both because in the village bride that's the theme that they're invoking for their like they're doing this sort of they're developing the motif a little bit to not be a copy but it's like you know a a legal (laughs) influence well they have the rights to they could do whatever they want 
no one it's a sanctioned i don't know i think they very purposefully none of these episodes so far have taken any of the actual music they've all i think that's a stylistic choice but they've all done it yeah so you're okay we're okay (laughs) except for that one but that one was about the music but it was just nice i mean that's one of my favorite themes and so that someone was able to pick up on that theme and insert it into their story so honestly because it's again about a romance that like is in the height of its passion but it also has this kind of dark cloud over it and so i think the fact that they were able to mirror those two relationships also was such a really great part and then like i see a lot of anakin suffering in our masked jedi as well um she wasn't able to save her master she's had failed in a fight against the separatists she's disconnected from this natural side of the force i do get a lot of anakin vibes from our masked jedi as well so that was just a brilliant choice um, like score wise and then the fact that they added these folk instruments to it as well like you said gave it a very natural sounding tone and this brilliant composition overall like i said the amount of nature exactly the amount of complexity thematically and, and musically they were able to achieve in this again i say it over and over but it's true it's like this is why this episode so soars to my right. S tier status for sure. And then also, she also plays Leia's theme a little bit too. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But we got to talk about the fight, which I, I love. So, the night before is when she cuts off the mask and cuts off the Padawan mm-hmm. braid. And then that's when our renegades arrive at sunrise the next day. And it's. Uh, we we get something very special in this episode <laughs> that we haven't gotten yet, haven't we? Well, um, what are you referring to? Oh, we got a Roger Roger. Yeah, this is the B one <laughs> battle droids are here. That's yes, like and in all incredible. their glo- uh, goofy glory. Yeah, in all their glory, it's like someone finally saw yeah. the pa- the the it's such ingenuity a cool use of behind them too. the B ones. Yeah, where it's like, oh, they were you know, left behind, left and these over, bandits yeah. are taking them over. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. They're, yeah, they're still useless. Buckethead had a great shot for a non force sensitive. I don't really get how that worked. And his helmet. <laughs> Well, he knew Jedi Masters and stuff, and she's trying to counsel Padawans. Who knows what his... Maybe. He could be like Great Man from Rogue One, where he's got a strong connection with the Force. Maybe he defends temples or something. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. So, you know, he takes out the ship, takes out our Roger Rogers really quickly, but that's okay. Uh, Mass Jedi does a blaster stop midair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if a Padawan could do that, but we're non-canon, so I don't and really care. And she cut the. She was not a Padawan anymore. She cut okay, the braid yeah, off. Okay, yeah, but we've seen like Kylo Ren do that, and then the twins, who I think they made more sense doing it. I think it was a callback to episode. Uh, what episode would that be? Seven. Yeah. Where Kylo Ren stopped the blaster fire, I think it's just like an homage. I know, to right? That. But I'm saying non-canon, so they could do whatever they want. Right? But exactly. I don't, that's a little. Even if she's a new Jedi, a, a knight is, I don't know, capable of doing that. It's a high-level move. But anyway, so then we have, you cool. know, a little back and forth. Oh, it was awesome. Um, and then because it like fades to black, like, right? The on? music stops, and then yeah. you just hear the humming of the blaster fire, and you cut to that red glow. And oh then, no, it was perfectly yeah, done. It was cool. very really cinematic. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks she's a monster because the I villains guess are like, Jedi what? have been gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, 
you know, she's like, I'm a Jedi, you know, katana lightsaber. It might not be a katana, literally, but, a, you know. And the music here is very, katana. very dramatic and mm-hmm. not invoking too much of a Star Wars theme in this reveal where she's holding the blaster fire. It's got this choir and they're like, la, 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 yeah. la, la. <laughs> it you might know? be a more traditional, like, this might be a samurai movie homage because it's definitely right. once later in the fight it when she goes kind of, you know, pauses and then her heels do that cool thing, and then she like, yeah, she's what is she? I guess it's a force dash at him. Yeah, something and like that. <laughs> you know, and it reminds me a lot of a you know classic Japanese anime or samurai movie trope where you have like two samurai, like with their hands on blades, and you don't see you don't even see the blade come out, and then they both pause, and one mm-hmm. of them falls, you know, and the other one, you know, or like the blood explodes, like really Kill Bill style, <laughs> right. Or you know that uh, here's another example. You know that Kirby game where you have to click the button as fast as possible. Which Kirby game is that? Oh, that you have to it's click like a mini buttons? game. It's like a mini game where you both stand off and you have to like t- click the A button and you smack know. the other one with a fan. We've played this. <laughs> what Kirby games have we ever played? I don't played? There's uh, not that... We've we've played a couple. It's it's like a mini game in like one of. The Wii ones, I, think. I don't know. It's also on Kirby Superstar. Doesn't matter. Oh, interesting. But, you know, they do it in Dragon Ball Z. They have two guys go at each other, then they pass each other, and then one of them Oh, falls yeah, down. it's a classic anime yeah. samurai trope. And this was just We've a really a bunch cool of way times. of doing that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. She uh, does a force dash, and then his hand falls off. Because, I mean, it's a great way to have a dramatic ending when you haven't really developed the stakes or the villain or anything like mm-hmm. he's a cool generic villain's got a really deep evil sounding voice he's like yeah he's like very low and intense and uh but he doesn't he doesn't last for very long captain ginyu i'm captain ginyu <laughs> yeah and then she's got the yellow lightsaber by the way i uh, like that it yeah. was very, uh, I you know, there might be some metaphor to the different colors of lightsaber. I don't know. But, I mean, Ray had it, and she was kind of Ronin also by the end. I mean, spoilers well, either way, for it Star was... Wars. But, you know, like, <laughs> w- w- like she kind of went her own path, and yeah. she had the yellow saber. Well, like, and so I, I know, think like, it... Temple guards might have had it too, yellow. There's, there's something to it. But no matter what, just saying, like, aesthetically, it was the best color for her. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. it looked it looked the best. Yeah, yeah. We got it. And then her blade is, like, shaped like a katana as well. It's yeah. got, like, the angled edge, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so she does that And a classic. katana hilt. Yeah. I wish it kind of ended there because the last, like, minute shows this very, what I guess I would say, affordable-looking oh, animation. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, oh, man, we ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. Just show the matte paintings of it and just, like, you know, it was, like, very weird after so much beautiful hand-drawn mm-hmm. animation. Well, there also was really odd little bits um, of smile, like just smiley face faces, like we saw in uh, what was it in the twins at the end. Mm-hmm. They there were uh, they took a couple of shortcuts, which I didn't think they needed to, but you know. And I, I guess mask guy must have like a co- like a bunch of these. I mean, buckethead guy must have like a collection of buckets because he's wearing one. Like the he's next got another bucket. day, he's got another bucket already. The guy's got a whole bunch of weapons of destruction in the form of these buckets. I mean, you have to come prepared. I guess so. You'd think he would only have one of those, but 
<laughs> he likes that style. He, yeah, he's he got like, a whole I'm going to get a couple of these yeah. in case something happens. Yeah, I yeah, mean, so. you, you, you love a shirt, you stain it, you got the same shirt on the, on the the in the closet, on deck. Yeah, I just think, like, this epilogue thing was was bizarre it was such a it was such a departure from the anime like the really like high level anime style that we saw i think maybe they decided to add some stuff afterwards or ran out of steam it or didn't time bother or me too much but it was one of the weak points yeah i mean it just it wasn't bad it just kind of stuck out to me like well did they run out of money <laughs> like why does why, <laughs> was, why does it look like this I mean, why is it not animated so otherwise a wrap up to one of the strongest contenders in this whole series that I've seen so far and I've seen two thirds of it uh, but yeah really great episode big fan yeah same here I, I just think right. it can be so hard to, to write a story with as much complex going things going on from a character development perspective and from a thematic perspective like some of the themes in this are like just chill and rock on, bro. And then this, which is great. It's a great way to tell a yeah. short story is to like not try and take it too seriously and feel like you have to tell these things. But if you're going to go for it, I nailed it. And this was one of the few that, that really did that, I think. So from like a literary perspective, I think this is probably the best episode we've seen so far. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you get Ronan is kind of a cop out because you don't get any story a, you know, or character development, but it doesn't right. feel like you it mean needs the duel? it. But that's yes, the duel. Yeah. Um, yeah, the duel is awesome, but that's just because it's an action. Th- th- that's what I was saying at the beginning. Yeah. It's so different. Like mm-hmm. this one hits in a different this way. This one gave than me the, the duel vibes, the duel. but they're it's slightly different. There was more of an attention to an exploration of the of the force and the connection with yeah. living beings yeah. than there was with the duel, which is like what if we had two super cool looking people do cool lightsaber fights and animated it's it really premise. well. Yeah. It's, it's like premise. it's all I wanted to see from Star Wars <laughs> for years now. It's like it's just that was such a Oh, it's such a great thing to see. But yeah, the Village yeah. Bride was fantastic as well. And, so. and I think a lot of the creators of these knew that because mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about that in a later episode, actually. I have a point mm-hmm. to make about that. But uh, I think we said it all about the Village Bride. We Enjoyed it, it. Watch it if you haven't. And uh, I'd buy an action figure if I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. we got to keep our eyes out for that merch. I haven't seen much merch. I don't know why. they got a couple of things. Mm-hmm. We'll keep an eye out, you know, seeing what what sticks, and we'll see stuff, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, see you guys next time. Goodbye. Roger, 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 Roger.
Roger, Roger. <laughs> Roger, Roger. 